The reading we heard from 1 Kings today is a portion of Solomon's great prayer of dedication of the newly built temple. In it, he declares that God's graciousness and compassion not be limited to one people or nation. Foreigners' prayers to God are welcome so that all the earth may know God. The cornerstone just out by the bell tower at St. John's says, A house of prayer for all people. Solomon built the original house of prayer for all people. And in the gospel reading today, we have the kind of believing foreigner spoken of in Solomon's dedication prayer. The centurion is a Roman authority who is said to love the Jewish people. He is a benefactor who has built their synagogue at Capernaum. He is a believer who has most likely not gone through formal reception due to his position. And this gospel passage centers around issues of authority. The centurion has political and military authority. And while he cares greatly for his ill slave and loves the Jewish people, his authority derives from his power to control. Jesus, on the other hand, derives authority from freely given love, not from control. Jesus' authority derives from freely given love, not control. And for all his power and authority, the centurion cannot heal his own slave. And in the passage, the centurion acknowledges Jesus' power as being greater than his own. Jesus has authority even over illness and death. Note, by the way, in the passage that the centurion and Jesus never interact. The centurion believes without seeing. The same is true for us. There is, I believe, a somewhat hidden metaphor in this passage. The symbol of a centurion's authority was a staff made out of vine wood. It was used as a sort of baton and was also used to discipline soldiers and others. It was a symbol of control and even of fear. But Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. It's almost as if the centurion is saying to Jesus, I have this branch, but you are the vine. I have this means of control, but you are the source of true power and authority. Jesus commends the centurion's faith, the kind of faith to which we are all called 
to trust not in our own power, but in the power of God working in us. In this passage, Jesus moves beyond the Jewish community and provides ministry to a Gentile, to a foreigner. And then the disciples are called to go out and do the same. And there is a juxtaposition here with the reading from 1 Kings. The temple that Solomon had built represented the presence of God on earth. That temple was the presence of God on earth. But for Christians, we are the temple of God's presence on earth. This building we are in is the house of the church. But God's presence in the world is through each one of us. Christ has nobody now but ours. Which brings me to this Memorial Day weekend. Today and tomorrow we remember and pray for those who have died serving our country. And this is an ongoing reality. Just this week, we added to our prayer list a young Navy SEAL killed fighting Islamic State militants in Iraq earlier this month. Well, we pray for those who have died serving our country, ensuring such things as our freedom to gather here this morning in worship. We also remember that our God is the God of all people. God's graciousness and compassion is not limited to one people or nation. So we remember all who have died in war, combatants and civilians. And while we especially honor those who have given their lives for us, we also remember Jesus' difficult commandment. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I recently read this powerful quote from Jim Wallace. When we have brought our enemies into our hearts in prayer, it becomes most difficult to maintain the hostility necessary for violence. This is hard work. But it is our work as Christians and as the church. We must strive for peace and wage reconciliation with the same conviction with which the centurion reached out to Jesus in faith. This line from the Memorial Day prayer printed in the bulletin insert says it best. Turn our deep feeling now into determination and our determination into deed that as men and women died for peace, may we live 
for peace, for the sake of the Prince of Peace.